said, if I do have someone that's got the commitment, I do find that I have to to kind of rein in the enthusiasm in, and the excitement a little bit sometimes. Um, and the reason I say that is, again, you you get someone who's really excited about this new chapter for their nonprofit. They're excited to be able to have reports and dashboards that they can share with their board and they can use in pitch presentations. And they're excited to finally feel like they're sitting on top of their processes and um, owning them. And I love that. And I do think that Salesforce is a, is a central part to that. Um, but with that Ferrari concept, it's like, you know, maybe they heard about some integration or some, some crazy use case for Salesforce that their buddy down the street is using. And they're like, oh, we can do that too. You know, they get stars in their eyes. And um, that's where I feel like it's really important to understand what the limits of your, your client are. Um, and to be protective of them, to protect their boundaries, because I've been out there. I know when somebody talks about this integration, what that looks like in six months, or what that looks like when you're in the weeds of implementation. And it's not the nonprofit's job to understand that. And so, you know, if the tables were reversed and I was in their shoes, I would be excited too, but I would hope that a, a slightly cynical, <laughs> <laughs> wizened old soul would come along and tell me, hey, let's, let's really analyze if this is the right solution. Hey there. Welcome to The Change Set, a podcast and publication aimed at helping people advance their careers and learn Salesforce through real stories, real people, and real experiences. I'm your host, Ben Nelson, a marketer and consultant here at Zenovo. And throughout the next episodes, you'll hear from the rest of the team as they explain the valuable lessons they have learned throughout their career in hopes of providing insight and value to you. Zenovo is the global leader in Salesforce support located remotely in Bozeman, Montana. We help companies manage the world's most innovative platform, Salesforce. We bring industry-leading talent coupled with platform co-enablement plus world-class application management at a reasonable cost to drive and sustain true platform value. Our team of architects, admins, developers, and marketing automation experts help maximize your Salesforce investment and give you what you and your organization need to succeed with Salesforce. From the team at Zenovo, this is The Change Set. Hey there, welcome back to The Change Set. I'm Ben Nelson, your host. Today I'm joined by Ellery Kramka. A consultant on the team at Zenovo here. Super excited to have Ellery on. She deals a lot with our nonprofit side. Um, so she kind of has hands on with all of our nonprofits. Um, she's been working with Salesforce for a couple years now and has a lot of experience with the sales service platforms as well as NPSP. And so uh, that's what we're going to dive into a lot of today. You know, we had this initial conversation working with nonprofits is one technical but two there's a totally different business side to it that a lot of people may not understand and so i'm excited to get into one kind of building out salesforce and using npsp for nonprofits and then also talking a little bit about like what it means from a business perspective to work with nonprofits as a consultant um ellery I'll drop it to you introduce yourself a little bit and then we'll get right into it all right 
Um, well, as Ben said, I'm Ellery. I'm excited to be here today on the Change Set podcast. Um, this is a lifelong dream of mine to be on a podcast. <laughs> so bucket list moment for hey, me right now. I love it. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> um, so I, uh, I actually started my career working at a nonprofit um, called Red Feather Development Group here in Bozeman. And uh, my first day on the job, I was hired to be a program manager, and my boss looked at me and he said, hey, you're young, you're going to learn the Salesforce thing. <laughs> and so I became an accidental admin right there, um, got plugged in, really wrestled with Salesforce for a while, and then saw the, uh, the payoff that it had for that nonprofit. Nice. And yeah, the rest is history from there. Nice. Yeah. So kind of in our initial conversation before we hopped on, we talked a lot, a, bit of, a lot about um, what NPSP has changed and what's kind of stayed the same and what it means for nonprofits. So I think we should start there, kind of diving into sure. a little bit about platform functionality, quote unquote, um, and then kind of talk a little bit about what makes NPSP the best option for nonprofits. Um, some technical things there, some businessy things there, and then kind of the flip side of working with nonprofits from a business perspective and then your consulting approach. And then like the sad part about offboarding a client and whatnot. <laughs> um, and then we'll wrap it up. So let's start with um, you talking a little bit about what's changed on the platform. You know, you said you've been working with it for a couple of years. Um, what's changed the most throughout your time? Yeah. So um, for anyone who's familiar with the nonprofit success back, um, a lot has changed because Salesforce is doing constant upgrades. So mm -hmm. every two weeks they roll out changes to NPSP. Wow. Yeah. Um, which if you're familiar with the normal cadence, it's three times a year. I was going to say, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. For sales cloud and service cloud and all those other features. So NPSP has its own cycle and it's open source. And so there's a ton of people that are contributing to the content that gets rolled out. Um, and as a result, they've deprecated a lot of features through the years. So anytime there's a better approach, um, they're deprecating some of the old, uh, old fields or objects or um, triggers and rolling out new ones. And so a really exciting one that's come out in 2019 was customizable roll-ups. Mm. Um, it's by far one of the most powerful tools that I've seen hit the cloud. Um, and what it does is it allows a nonprofit to target things like um, how many years in a row has a donor given um, consecutively or how many times have they given in the last 30 days? What was their best gift year, their worst gift year? Um, basically think of a, a roll-up statistic and you can probably create it through customizable roll-ups. And again, normally in Salesforce, you're going on the back end into setup, creating a new field to okay. do any kind of roll-up. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot of limitations there um, that any admin would be familiar with <laughs> after attempting a few. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so the customizable roll-ups, uh, it's you don't have to go into setup. It's just in the nonprofit control panel. And so it's really user-friendly. Um, anyone at a nonprofit that's in Salesforce uh, potentially could access it and figure out how to use it. And um, it doesn't have the same limitations. And it allows you to um, capture those statistics that anytime I sit down with a nonprofit, those roll-ups that I just rattled off 
are at the top of the list of things they want to achieve. Mm -hmm. We want a CRM because we want to know how our donors are giving, when, um, and how can we target that better. And so this is super powerful for uh, enabling just about anyone to do that. Yeah, right. That those reporting things like from a marketing and sales perspective are super important, but for nonprofits, like you measure certain things that aren't exactly native to like any other cloud. Right. And so that was intriguing for me when we talked was like, what makes NPSP so much different and special and like tailored to the nonprofit model. Mm -hmm. And then we got into talking about cost and free licensing, which Salesforce does, which is great. Um, And then also we talked about how they release every two weeks which is kind of crazy when you think about it like yeah we talked and we were like they're really putting some steam behind the updates yeah you know in terms of every other platform gets what'd you say three times a year year, three times a year and this is every two weeks so that's kind of crazy um we talked a little bit about that 360 degree view that salesforce markets and and love so much yep um (laughs) talk a little bit about what makes npsp so good for nonprofits um, as in terms of like how you can customize it, what mm-hmm. the model is, um, some things that are included in the platform, that good stuff. Yeah. So you touched on them a little bit. Um, so cost and the free licensing is a big one. I love that you get 10 free licenses as a nonprofit. You just have to prove your 501c3 or c4 status. Um, and that doesn't change. It's, it's unlimited. Those 10 licenses are yours um, forever. And um, that makes it really competitive to a lot of other products out there that are incredibly expensive. Or maybe they're not that expensive, but the functionality isn't robust either. Mm-hmm. So with this, you're getting 10 free licenses to one of the best CRMs out there with a ton of potential. Uh, and it's the enterprise edition. So um, again, for those who are familiar with Salesforce licensing, that's um, at the top end of, of what you can buy in Salesforce. So that's amazing for any nonprofit on a budget. Um, and then additionally, user groups and the Trailblazer community, the Power of Us Hub, these are things that really make Salesforce stand out, and particularly as a nonprofit, because, you know, the catch 22 with free licensing or, or free software is, well, how do I use it? <laughs> um, and who's going to put the time and effort into that? Exactly. And yeah. And, um, Salesforce has made it free to not just get an idea of how to use the platform, but how to own it, how to really be empowered as a mm. user, either through trailhead where you're doing self-guided learning and you actually get an environment to practice and play in, um, which is huge. Or, again, through user group where you can get connected in your community to other people who are using the platform. Maybe they're using it in the way that you want to or they're farther along in their career. And that's free help. Um, And that's incredible. And I've never seen that in another tech community. You know, I've heard other people talk about um, going to tech conferences and it revolves around the product. Everybody's talking about the product. And that's something that's different in the Salesforce community where... Yes, people care about the platform, but they care a lot about the people using it and the people behind it, and Mm. they want to connect. And so you go to user group and you say, hey, you made this amazing Apex trigger, and I want to know how you did that. And there's, there's no resistance to that. It's, sure, 
bring your computer next to me and let's look at this together mm-hmm. instead of, oh, you know, I've got this competitive edge. I don't, I don't want to share this with you. Um, and I think the spirit of that and the essence of that comes from the availability that Salesforce has pioneered with content for, for mm-hmm. learning the platform. So, and then there's the, the Power of Us Hub, which is an online community forum, and you can go out there and post questions. So maybe you don't have a user group in your area, maybe you're rural or disconnected, or you don't have transportation, and you can get an answer to your questions, like usually within a day on this forum. And so that's really powerful too. So yeah, all in all, I think the access um, and the low cost makes Salesforce's nonprofit success pack stand out compared to other solutions. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for diving into that. Yeah. I think like I obviously work with Pardot primarily and mm-hmm. a little bit of just our sales cloud built out here internally. Um, but what's really interesting for me is learning about a platform that I know nothing about. Mm-hmm. But like we talked about, it's the thoughtful customization that happened before the implementation. Right. And like Salesforce builds out all these things that are like tailored in one way or another to a nonprofit. And I think that's fascinating. Like, and then you're the piece that goes in and like really implements and tailors certain things to the business. So yeah, I think, I think that's super cool. Um, with, that's kind of a good segue working with nonprofits for X amount of years Mm -hmm. and with the platform, what are some things that you've learned from a consultant perspective of like, okay, we, now we're going to, we're going to start working with the client, this happens, and then some things of like some key takeaways, stuff like that, you know? Yeah. yeah. So um, one thing I, I just briefly touched upon with um, going to user group, getting involved in the online communities, I think having a staff person who is able to commit to the success of Salesforce is huge. And that's a, a big thing I've learned to to look for as a consultant is who is going to champion this at the organization that I'm working with. Because um, if you have a nonprofit that is, you know, excited about Salesforce but doesn't have anyone who can put the time in to use it and learn it effectively, mm-hmm. it's going to fail just like anything else, right? Yeah. It's a skill. You have to learn it. Yeah. Um, and again, I think it's it's become very accessible um, and you can get a lot of support in that learning journey. But yeah, a commitment to clean data, a commitment to um, streamlining processes and efficiency and a commitment to analyzing how are we doing things now and are we willing to change? Because it's not just Salesforce, it's, it's the decision to make a transition to a centralized database that provides a really good segue for now's the time to change our process if there's ever a time Mm -hmm. right how can we do this better where is water leaking into our ship and how do we patch it and if you're willing to put in some extra time and effort up front it pays off in the long run and I've worked with clients who had you know just messy data they come to me with um, spreadsheets that are 10 years old and they're not in contact with the person who put the data in there anymore and it's cryptic and it doesn't make sense and it's <laughs> partially filled out and then they've got <laughs> file folders, actual file folders of data. I had somebody handing me envelopes where she had circled the return address and that's how she was keeping track of <laughs> of data. <laughs> for <laughs> Like actual like Manila 
no like, like folders like, like mail like what you'd put in a cabinet well yes that too but also like let's say i was a donor and i mailed you a check she had a stack on her desk of all the envelopes that the checks came in and hadn't yeah, hadn't had a chance to address those. And it happens, right? I mean, sure. you have nonprofits yeah. that are they're putting their heart and soul into right. what they care about. And oftentimes you're wearing many hats and things fall to the side. And exactly. so, you know, there's no judgment for, for the messy yeah. data. Um, but when you're looking at that initial investment, it can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's the toughest battle is... Can we get someone, can we convince them to set aside 10 hours, which is a lot when you're... You're already, like, as a nonprofit, you're already overutilized. Right. And you're and you're under-budgeted and you're dealing with all this other stuff. Like, right. 10 hours is a time for everyone, but especially for those. Like, right. And I'm making that number up, right? It might sure. be more. It could be right. 40 hours, but whatever that number is mm-hmm. after we look at, you know, how much data they've got. Um, if we can convince them to put that initial effort in... Then once that pushes over, they have less time that they're spending because they're no longer digging through the pile on their desk trying Mm -hmm. to find that donor's information or trying to understand these cryptic spreadsheets. And the data starts to take care of itself. So, yeah, uh, commitment to the process is a big thing that I've learned. Huge. Um, The other thing I would point out is that less is always more. Hmm. And I think that's really important to call out with Salesforce because I mentioned that the 10 free licenses a nonprofit gets is for the enterprise edition. And so I've heard Salesforce described as a Ferrari. I've heard it described as a 747, like just a insanely powerful beast (laughs) with a lot of capacity whatever vehicle it is (laughs) yes (laughs) whatever vehicle it is it's high end it's really technical there's a lot going on it's really fast yes (laughs) has a big motor Uh exactly um and so it can be tempting to to look at that and you know your mind starts racing especially as a consultant where you've seen a lot of cool implementations you've seen some really um, high-end customizations your mind can start racing of all the ways you could customize the platform and while that might be the right fit occasionally most of the time (laughs) the functionality you need is already there and you know you touched on this earlier with um the concept that NPSP has had a lot of thoughtful customization so that ideally it's addressing a lot of the needs that someone would ask for customization, they've already been taken care of. Um, And so I really try to work with what's there. And the reason for that is one that empowers my users, right? If, if I've built out a custom solution and then they go to user group and they're trying to get help troubleshooting it because I'm on vacation or, or I'm not working with them anymore. Mm-hmm. No one's really going to be able to help them yeah. <laughs> the way that they could, if it's something yeah. that they've all seen. Um, and then again, there's support on, on trailhead and on the online forums for them with that, that native functionality. And also it gives them a chance to have the cleanest, simplest, um, most intuitive solution available for them. And so um, any way that I can not only harness what's already there, but strip away anything extra. So let's say my nonprofit never has recurring donations. Then let's not have the recurring donations tab available Mm -hmm. in their app. 
let's hide it. Um, so it's not distracting them. So yeah, as much as we can simplifying. And I would say that that's, you have learned that as a consultant for a nonprofit, but also in general, Hmm. (laughs) nice, good consultant philosophy. Yeah, no, for sure. And especially like with Salesforce, Mary and I touched on this in season one of as you have more and more experience with the platform and you become more advanced and then solve like more and more advanced problems. She was falling into this thing of like, I've done so much. Maybe the answer is like just right here. You know, sometimes a nonprofit comes to me and they say, hey, we hear you're doing that Salesforce thing. That looks sexy. We want to be a part of that. But we just spent $10,000 on this other solution and it's not working for us. And here's all the reasons why. And can you help us? Mm. And I'm thinking from a business perspective, you just spent $10,000 on this. I'd love to help you with Salesforce, but you know, maybe that was last year's conversation. And now where we are is how can we make what you're currently using work better? Cause that's a big investment Yeah. and throwing Salesforce into the mix of that when you're already so strapped for resources is only going to make things worse. So hearkening back to that concept of, do you have someone who can commit time and money and energy into this project? That's gotta be the first conversation. Um, that being said, if I do have someone that's got the commitment, I do find that I have to, to kind of rein in the enthusiasm in, and the excitement a little bit sometimes. Um, and the reason I say that is, again, you, you get someone who's really excited about this new chapter for their nonprofit. They're excited to be able to have reports and dashboards that they can share with their board and they can use in pitch presentations and they're excited to finally feel like they're sitting on top of their processes and um owning them and I love that and I do think that Salesforce is a is a central part to that um but with that Ferrari concept, it's like, you know, maybe they heard about some integration or some, some crazy use case for Salesforce that their buddy down the street is using. And they're like, Oh, we can do that too. You know, they get stars in their eyes. And, um, that's where I feel like it's really important to understand what the limits of your, your client are. Um, and to be protective of them, to protect their boundaries, because I've been out there. I know when somebody talks about this integration, what that looks like in six months or what that looks like when you're in the weeds of implementation. And it's not the nonprofit's job to understand that. And so, you know, if the tables were reversed and I was in their shoes, I would be excited too. But I would hope that a a slightly cynical, (laughs) wizened old soul would come along and tell me, hey, let's, let's really analyze if this is the right solution. Um, and so again, it's not about always saying no, but being protective, understanding those boundaries and advocating for them and fighting for them on behalf of that nonprofit. And I think that that's just, again, good consulting in general. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, and then just as a, a fun thing that I've learned working with nonprofits is they are always exceedingly grateful and I've never had a nonprofit that wasn't an absolute joy to work with. And 
that's part of what keeps me coming back. You know, just like every other human being on earth, I love it when somebody says thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it when I see my clients smiling while I'm sitting across the table from them and I get an email saying, thanks, you're the best. (laughs) That doesn't typically happen in the business world, (laughs) right? When I'm just doing my job, I don't normally get an email back saying, you're the best ever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Makes it a little easier. Yes. And so that's, you know, that's really rewarding and it's fun to be part of that contagious energy that is so common in the nonprofit world. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Boy, we dove into so much. That was great. Thank you. I yeah. have to I'll have to pick your brain more on NPSP and maybe I'll maybe I'll get a little uh what what is it? Do you have like a sandbox for NPSP that I can go and play around in? We could whip something up for sure. I love it. That's <laughs> awesome. I might I might have to I might have to slack you about that later. Yeah. That would be super fun. Cool. Ellery, thank you so much for coming on. Um that was a great episode. Um, If you haven't tuned into season one yet, go and listen. This will be a part of season two. So thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for letting me ramble. (laughs) Thanks for listening to another episode of The Change Set, a podcast and publication aimed at helping people advance their careers through real stories and real experiences. Be sure to check out The Change Set on Medium and follow along on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter or visit our website at www.zenovo.com. From the team at Zenovo, we'll catch you here next time on The Change Set.